0: Today's podcast on Exploring the Prophetic is probably a theme that not many people have thought is happening right now, and it's the theme of people who are being trafficked or kids who are being kidnapped, can they be found by Christians who are praying with God? And I have a guest on today who leads probably one of the best prophetic ministries and teams in the world, Dan McCollum, and I don't say that to flatter him or anything, they they literally are pioneering something that I so respect. Where they 're diligently pursuing how to build up the gift in their community around them, and they start to go after and you 'll hear the story what What would happen if we asked God about kidnapped victims and what would He help us to find people that are missing and you know we hear about that from the psychic community, the medium community, and i I love that that those communities, although they 're not our community, those communities would even think about going after those very real issues that are so precious to parents hearts around the world. And Christians, it feels like all we do is pray nice prayers, and we pray powerful prayers to find people, but are we asking God to interact with us and interact with the FBI and the police forces? And Dan took it one step further and said, let's develop a community and a a team that would actually begin to pray for this and then multiply that around the world. And I heard of this and he told me some of the stories, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and I knew I had to have him on the program because I'm personally trying to grow and hearing God because I hear God specifically, but hearing God specifically about some of these types of life and death situations that that help everybody. It helps the police force. It helps get criminals off the streets. It helps parents and families. It sets the children back in the right place. And so I know this this episode's important. This podcast is important today. And I want to encourage you as you're listening to become part of the team of people finders and start to pray and ask God for revelation to, to hear him for this kind of a thing. Okay, let's get to the interview. Ah, I'm excited about Dan McCollum today. Dan, you are a legend in the prophetic. I think out of all the churches that I've been to, no one is building a system for God to inhabit with a prophetic community like you guys are in Vacaville. And I just, I'm so encouraged by who you are, but welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Sean. It's great to be with you.
0: Yeah, People ask me all the time, you probably don't know this, but people ask me all the time, who would you study? Or what would you know if you were just getting entrance to building a prophetic team or a community? Or if you were just you know, you really want to develop a prophetic ministry, I always tell them, Get your book, you're an encyclopedia, get your books, get your you know, like get involved with what Dan McCollum's doing because there's so much going on in your world and it's very practical. Where a lot of people's prophetic worlds it's very, I don't know, esoteric, where you can't really land anything. But in your guys' world, you're looking for the fruit, you're looking to track things and pull it into real life. And some of my favorite stories are about what you guys do, where recently over the last couple of years, you've been going after human traffic victims and kidnap victims as a team. And I would love to lead us right into a story about that, because I know you have an incredible one.
1: Yes, uh, you know, the background on all that, Sean, is I was reading uh, about the saints, and I was reading about St. Nicholas, of course, who Santa Claus is based on, and and, uh, he he was a 4th century saint who actually ended a slave trafficking ring of his day.
0: You're kidding. No,
1: kids were being smuggled out in pickle barrels, and no one could find how they were being taken from the city, and then... uh, St. Nicholas had a dream, a vision where he saw this happening. He turned it into the authorities, and that turned out to be the secret for unlocking and, and dismantling that child trafficking ring of his Yes, day. for Santa! <laughs> exactly. It's actually linked to how he became you know, the patron saint of children and then also his generosity to kids but i I read that story, and then the same day I was walking through like a big department store, like a Walmart target kind of thing, and I saw all those pictures on the wall, and suddenly it hit me mm. you know, if St. Nicholas could do it, we can do it wow. and uh, so so we took some of those pictures and we set them among our our prophetic teams, and we just began to pray um, and and we began to ask for some of the details. Well, that first try, we got. Um the car, the make, the model, um the year, the color of the oh car gosh. and the, and the names of the two guys that had abducted this oh child. my gosh! and uh this child had been missing for two and a half years. And uh, wow. they say, if, if you don't find a child within two days, the likelihood of ever finding them is really, really slim. And and uh, so we were really excited about it. We started praying about what to do. And, you know, we saw this child tied up and we saw the abductor leaving the door oh. uh, unlocked and all this. We began to just speak into the atmosphere. Well, three days later, that child was found. And wow. um, yeah. And so we were so excited that this really is possible. We really could do it. Well, uh, a local policeman heard that story who was connected with the church. And he came to us and he said, you know what, I've got a missing child right now, uh, three days missing, I, uh, uh, a disabled child and and uh, has some mental problems. And, and it's very serious. We're really concerned. And uh, one of our team members got Uh, it's a family friend, greenhouse J street. Wow. Um, So they went to the family said, do you know anybody that lives in a greenhouse on a street that begins with J they said, yeah, Jefferson street, one of the friends, they went to the house. That's where the child was. They were able to rescue the child.
0: That's Um, amazing. Yeah. Like the response of that, like you, you went after it just because of hearing that story of St. Nicholas. But I mean, like the response you guys must have felt as a team, just going, oh my gosh, you you love children this much, God. And all we have to do is have an imagination to even activate this. and, well, and that's what it's saved. all
1: about. Totally. You know, um, G- Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. So there's actually an anointing attached to anything that's lost.
0: Wow. <laughs> so my mom used to train us when we were little, she'd say, I lost the keys, let's pray. And people would hear that we would pray for stuff like that. And they thought it was foolish, like other Christians, and we would always find stuff. We'd find like anything that was missing, we would find it. But I've never heard someone say there's a there's an anointing for the things that are lost to be found. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I truly believe that. I think it's something we can tap into more and more, you know, as a result of just a couple of stories like that, our police department approached us about doing a prototype of a partnership um, for finding missing children and solving unsolved crimes. We're, we're very much in the infancy of it, but we've had calls uh, from kidnappings in Africa and kidnappings in Australia and, and uh, New Zealand. And we've been able to partner with some facts and with some details that were helpful for uh, solving those kind of situations.
0: So, I mean, this is kind of a big question, but how do you think that happens? How are you developing the community to do that? Because you're you're actually a hands-on developer. You're not just somebody who's like, let's just see if God will do this. You're you're actually activating and actively thinking. So give me some of the strategy behind that.
1: Well, Sean, you've been so incredibly inspiring for us in this area. And, you know, uh, just with your accuracy of words of knowledge, um, When you were here at our home base at the mission, you were, you know, there's kind of like first level information that you could get off the Internet. Second, second level information you could get from, you know, a friend or a conversation. But then there's that third level revelation that you could only know by the Spirit of God. And I've seen you do that on all three levels. So our teams have been practicing Uh, every month. we, We do a couple to about two and a half hours of practice. Uh, with words of knowledge, wow. words of insight, words of prediction. And uh, and so we've just been really exercising, getting strong at it, getting accurate at it. Then we had the police force come in and do some training for us, uh, one of the sergeants from the police, and they told us what they needed, what their protocols were. They said, listen, we don't want any backstory. We just want actionable data. Give us facts, you know, places, names, okay. uh, uh, things like that. And so we started – practicing, really going after actionable data in a strong way. And then the other tool that's been so helpful for us is really a scientific research method, which is just the basic double blind study. And so what we'll do is we'll give the facts that we have to two or more teams that are that are separate from one another. And they'll begin to uh, get words of knowledge or impressions, those kind of things. And they'll share them within their group, but they'll only pass on the ones that are similar, the ones that more than one person got. Okay. And then those two groups will compare their actionable data and they'll only pass on the commonalities. And so by this way, sometimes we'll do that system of filtering like three, four, five times until we have the purest data stream. And that's what we'll turn over uh, to the authorities or, uh, you know, for our listeners uh, for missing children, you can even call an anonymous uh, hotline for missing children and just turn it. You don't even have to tell them how you're getting the information or who you are, anything like that. So it's really easy to follow through with some of this stuff.
0: See, I think all of us, when we get an Amber Alert and when we have something happen, we want to do something about it. But not many people are looking at the God of the Bible and saying, you care way more about this than anybody else, even the parents of this missing child. And you guys have grabbed hold of something. Tell me this, the people who are getting the mo- more consistent revelation, is it just a few people or is it just seem to be a good balance between the whole team that you guys are building together?
1: Well, over the over the last couple of years we've been honing kind of a specialist team and that team is people who have been, you know, fairly accurate in their words of knowledge on a regular basis. Um, but uh, we have many different fields that people are applying their, um, their prophetic giftings to and different spheres of influence. So we're also looking for people who have a strength in this, we believe that when you have a strength in it, you probably have a sphere of influence that matches that that grace, that gift. So yeah, we're kinda we're trying to develop kind of a select task task force for this but interesting thing i did a training uh last may uh right before you came sean and were with us and we had about um 240 trainers from countries around the world uh and we taught them how to do this and some of those trainers went back and they started the same kind of program uh, in their in their cities and now two of those places already have found missing children and you know once that happens you're just kind of hooked for life
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, even hearing the story, because, you know, uh, as far as words of knowledge, because people are hoping to access us kind of probably the same way if they're not saved or if they don't know that much about Jesus, they're probably trying to access my ministry the same way they would access maybe a psychic or a medium, because they're trying to figure out, like, can you give me information that actually is relevant to my life? And the difference, obviously, is source, but also God doesn't just give us information. He shares his heart and who he is, his nature with us. And it's really interesting because I'll have people consistently ask me about missing people. And I've prayed, I've only had two times so far in, you know, 20 whatever years where I've had, you know, an uh, uh, actual breakthrough in that where I've actually had some details that have helped them. But when I heard you guys, it made me so hungry. I was like, God, why am I not believing for this or that it's the most rare thing ever? I'm, I'm going to start praying every time. I hear of this just because I love children. Network. It's like, it's one of my favorite people groups to pray into and think about, and especially traffic victims. And we led one of the uh, main ministries in Los Angeles for a number of years called nightlight LA, which worked with the local FBI and taught churches how to recognize the trafficking, especially with children. And I mean, we would always pray and we'd hear God and we, we ended up like some of our teams would even find discover. They went on the journey of discovery for the police force and for FBI. And some things happen, but i I wish we would have applied more of like what you guys are doing, where it's like an expectation that God wants to speak in real ways, not just that we 're being sensitive spiritually, but that God wants to speak and so I'm so encouraged by that. Do you have any other stories about people being found or about the journey?
1: Well, you know it's um, we we have success stories, and we have challenges and um, when we began this, we found out that there was actually a woman in our a congregation, our own congregation, a grandmother whose uh, four and six-year-old granddaughters had been abducted by their own father and sold into a sex trafficking ring. And uh, they'd been missing already at that time for like three years. And it was so heartbreaking. And uh, all the leads had gone cold. Uh, They were at this point, you know, not getting much help from the authorities just because of How much time had passed and no information had come in. Well, even though tragically we haven't found those girls yet, we were able to give them the location of uh, the nearest known relative uh, just by words of knowledge. Wow! Uh, There's the sister of this guy that had had abducted his own children. Uh, No one knew where she was. We actually gave him the city, gave him the street. Uh, where she had moved, they were able to contact her. And then, secondly, uh, this child trafficking ring was meeting in a place in the Pacific Northwest, and they knew about it, but they could never locate the information. And we were able to give the FBI the information that exposed this ring, so that no one else could be uh, abducted in this manner through through that place. So, wow, uh,
0: that was an ex-
1: that was an exciting one as well, even though. The full solution has not happened yet. And you know, I think Sean, one of the hardest things about this is when you start getting these kind of words of knowledge, you, you get so heavy because you're, yeah. you're, you're seeing what's going on. You're feeling the pain of it. Um, you're feeling this passion. So it's, it's definitely not for everybody. It's not for the faint hearted, but yeah uh, it's, you know, uh, one life change, one life saved is is worth it.
0: (laughs) Tell me this as as far as being a curious person, how have the police uh, interactions been as far as are they skeptical? Are they excited? Are they believers too, who are hoping that God will speak? Like, how does that work?
1: Our initial contact started with a believer um, who heard about it and then came to us with some of their challenges. And then we had two immediate successes with that believer. And that really opened up the door. Um, But I think some of it, I learned this from Chris Vallotton uh, from the the Bethel Church in Reading. He said, you know, customize, don't compromise. And we can always change our language to ways that uh, are more palatable for our audience. And then I think also if we just are sensitive to their protocols. So one of the things that happened with us is the police came in and they said, listen, what's going to happen here is we're going to give you these cases and we can't tell you whether what you gave us is helpful or not until the entire court case is over sometimes years of appeals. And they said, you know, are you willing to give us this information and never know the result? Never know whether uh, you were right. Never know where that came to pass, you know? Um, and, uh, and we said, you know, yeah, we are. And so, you know, a lot of our more recent uh, cases we we don't know the result yet. We don't know what's happened yet, but they keep coming back to us, so we're assuming something good is happening.
0: That's so wild. I mean, that that's that's in Christian virtue, one of our virtues of the spirit is long suffering or patient perseverance. And I think that when you deal with humanity, what other kind of religions there are, there wouldn't be necessarily like um, maybe a perseverance to love this way because this is an act of love to actually go after revelation that that may not have on this side of eternity, any kind of, you know, visible fruit, but to say, God, we're going to do this anyways. And I think of one of the, one of the famous psychics who she's passed away now. So I felt okay to saying her name, but Sylvia Brown, she was a medium psychic. And one of the girls that she had prophesied of were the girl's parents, the parents had asked, do you know where our daughter is? She's missing. And she said, she's dead. And she was kidnapped by her uncle and this whole thing. Well, it ended up being a little girl who ended up meeting when she was an adult. She actually was kidnapped at a grocery store. She had snuck out of her house and she was kidnapped at a grocery store and had a terrible life for a couple of years. And her parents at that point, when Sylvia Brown said she's dead, they just believed she was dead. And so they didn't look for her anymore. They just died to her. And then all of a sudden, you know, the FBI found her, they brought her home. The parents were in shock. It just was so confusing. So she was really close to the prophetic when I first met her because she's like, The prophetic's the reason why my parents gave up on me. I said, No, psychics so wow. so are the reason your parents gave up on you. Let's talk about God and who he was. And we actually looked through her life and I asked her to look back and is there any times that God protected you or helped you? And she's looked back in just her life and she was like, Oh my gosh, she was there all the time. Like I, I can see him. He was so for me. He never left me, although people abandoned me because of, you know, what I perceived as revelation or whatever you know this this false gift that she saw and i just think like you know so many people are not aware in the church that this is a need because they've given this position this occupation over to other religions and yet i think fbi and police force that i've interacted with are super hungry for we need the cheat sheets from god we need help and so the fact that you guys are providing that and actually going stewarding your the the little bit you can steward to me is just heroic i love that Wow.
1: You know, Sean, people have no idea what an epidemic this is in America. There's 2,000 children that go missing every day in America. Wow. 1,000 are through domestic disputes, 500 are runaways, and 500 are abductees every single day in America. And it's like, if, if the church doesn't get involved in this, you know, in practical ways as well, but you know, we feel like the prophetic is practical, that it's supposed to be a life skill and not just a ministry skill. And we want to, we want to keep exploring, you know, what the prophetic and what word of knowledge looks like as a life skill and how we can serve the world around us with that.
0: Well, and I want to thank you for doing that, being one of the hubs in the entire world that's saying, we're going to go after this and we're going to, we're going to bring dignity to this and actually do it well and you are doing it well, and you're training well. Dan has uh, so many books and so many training manuals, even for children. He's just a master thinker, master trainer, especially over the prophetic and the supernatural. I want to encourage you to get involved with Dan's ministry and what they're doing at the Mission Church and what they're doing through his organization as well. How do we get a hold of you, Dan?
1: Uh, Well, the easiest way to get the books is probably just on Amazon under my name, Dan McCollum. This story about Uh, Missing Children is covered in my book uh, called The Prophetic Company. And then also uh, you can download messages and things like that at either iBethel.org under their store or at uh, store. And um, any of those are places you can connect with us. We are the Mission Church in Vacaville, California, uh, right up in the San Francisco Bay Area and the Sacramento Valley.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and we bless what you're doing with the prophetic finders groups and I pray for more accurate revelation than ever before. And if you're interested in this, make sure to get a hold of these materials because we need more people. If there's 2000 kids a day, we need to hear from God right now. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, Sean. Words of knowledge are such a confusing topic until you understand the biblical framework about them. They appear over 60 times in scriptures in both Old and New Testament, and it's so practical and understanding God's heart and mind when you just get it. So I wrote a book called God's Secrets, how to develop a lifestyle walking in words and knowledge. I want to encourage you to get the book. It's an audio book. It's an ebook. You can also get the course. But if you go on this journey with us, something's going to happen inside of you where you're going to find yourself knowing what's in God's heart and relating those thoughts in everyday situations. And people are going to respond to you very differently. You're going to create opportunities and choices that didn't exist before. For hearing from God this way. Come on the journey of knowing God's mind, His intentions for the world around you. It'll change you, and it'll change your friends and family. www.bowlsministries.com.